The Rams signed a veteran cornerback, and I love the move. A national pundit says the Rams will make the playoffs, and will the Rams go out there and sign an edge rusher? That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramblin'? Welcome to another edition of Lockdown Rams. Thank you for making Lockdown Rams your first assistant every single day. Free and available wherever you get your podcast. We're also available over on YouTube, so if you want to check out the video version of the show, find us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, just hit 7K subscribers to join the party over on YouTube and let us know what is your reaction to the Rams signing Akella Witherspoon. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade, the Lakers for SI, the Dodgers for Dodgers Nation. We're now covering the Rams for Locked On. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio network, ESPN 710 LA. You can follow him on Twitter at Travis Rogers, the Travis Rogers. Now, Trav, we got a signing to talk about. We're talking about maybe the Rams add another edge rusher. And some of the pundits around are saying the Rams could make the playoffs. You ready to get into it, my man? I can't wait. Once we get past the 4th of July, it feels like football is right around the corner. So here we go. We're into the home stretch. Can't wait. 4th of July. By the way, I want to point out, too, on this day back in 1989, Seinfeld premiered. And when you, you know, talk about the Seinfeld, summer. my favorite wow. episodes of the Merv Griffin episode, season nine with Kramer. And what do we learn from that episode, Travis? That you can find things in the trash and it can become a treasure. You can get the most out of it. And the Rams, they go out there and they sign a cornerback in Akello Witherspoon. So to me, I like this signing. I think it's a solid veteran. He's had success in this league. He's had success in this division, guarding receivers like DK Metcalf. I think it's a great value on a one-year minimum deal. The upside's there. The potential is there. Had a down year last year due to that hamstring injury. Played in just four games. But me, Travis, I like the deal. When you consider it's a one-year deal, I give it an A. Yeah, I like it too. I, I think that this is clearly a position of need for this team. This is a place where they're particularly thin, both you know on that side of the ball and in that position in particular. This is somebody that's been around the league a little bit. This is somebody that's going to be able to come in and probably play right away, probably somebody that you're going to lean on, probably somebody that's going to become that veteran presence in the locker room the way that, you know, I, I think the last show that you and I did together, Doug, we were talking about the fact that they didn't have that, right? That you're kind of looking at, at Fuller as the guy as, that everyone in the in the defensive back room might be looking for. So I think Witherspoon comes in and maybe he takes over that role. Even though he hasn't been with the Rams for a long time, he's clearly the uh, elder statesman in that locker room. And he's still, I think he's only 28 years old. So it kind of tells you where the Rams are defensively. No, yeah, Travis, absolutely. The upside is there. I mean, you look at the athleticism, you look at his physical tools, 6 to 195 pounds, ran a 4 4 5 40 at the combine six years ago, had the highest vertical jump of any cornerback at 40 and a half inches. But you look at that size, the first thing I see people out there saying a Jalen Ramsey replacement because of the size. Stop doing that, okay? It's not yeah. Jalen Ramsey, okay? <laughs> so that's kind of my first thing. I think there's a more realistic chance that George Costanza is an architect or a marine biologist, marine biologist. him being <laughs> Jalen Ramsey, right? Yeah, no, look, I, it's, it's one of the pet peeves of mine. Just because somebody kind of has something that's 
kind of sort of near what the other guy used to have doesn't make him that. Trey Young is not. He's a little bit shorter than the average NBA player and can shoot from distance. Doesn't make him Steph Curry. Akello Weatherspoon is not Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey is going to wind up in the Hall of Fame. Jalen Ramsey has been the best player at his position for nearly a decade. Akello Weatherspoon is not that. He's a nice player. He, he might be the best defensive back that the Rams have on the roster at this point. He's certainly the most experienced, but... I, I watched Jalen Ramsey for a bunch of years here, and and he not only was the best player on, on the Rams' defensive secondary, he was the best player in the building most days at that position. So, no, he's he's not the second coming of Jalen Ramsey. If they wanted Jalen Ramsey, they had him. They decided to let him go. They decided to trade him to Miami. So, no, it's, I like the pickup. I think he's going to play. I think he'll play well for the Rams, but I don't like that comparison at all. Yeah, no, and that's a great point. I think the most important thing right there that you mentioned, of course, is that he might be the best cornerback on the Rams roster yeah. right now. And I think what this move signifies is they didn't feel great about the cornerbacks right now on this roster, and they feel like they needed to add a veteran, a guy that's had success, like I said, had that down year in 2022, but he's flashed. He has definitely shown that, hey, he could be a guy in this league in 2021, 78.8 pro football focus grade. That was eighth. He was ranked second in man coverage. His reception was 48.5% of his targets allowed, 48 QB rating. Both were ranked third, highest in the NFL. So he definitely had that. And also, I think it also signifies you're not going to get any of those other veterans we were talking about. They're not going to bring back a Troy Hill. You're not going to see a John Johnson yeah. back on this team. And also, what I think is the most important thing for me is what this means for Jacoby Durant. And I think the Kobe Durant, he's going to be a primary slot corner. Last year, he played 70% of his snaps at the nickel spot. He's not going to be moved to the outside. And also, we might not see as much of Travis Tomlinson, as much THT as we thought we were going to see. Well, I think that's a good point, Doug, that when you, you look at this and the fact that here we are, it's early July, uh, training camps are just about getting ready to go. We're inside of a month or so before we start seeing some exhibition football. I think what you just said is super important, which is the Rams, Sean McVay, Les Snead, uh, Raheem Morris, all the guys that are making these decisions, we're looking at this and saying, eh, we, we got to get a little better, right? That maybe what we thought we had isn't going to be quite good enough. We talked about it on a previous edition. The everydayers will know this, that this is a position that they were particularly thin at, right? This was something that needed to be addressed. So maybe through the OTAs, maybe through the mini camps, maybe through all of these things, they got to the point where, hey, look, I know we are going to try to get by on the cheap at some of these places. We got to get a little better. We got to go dip our toe into that pool. And they did with Witherspoon. And, and again, it's a nice addition. He's going to be an important part of what they do. But I think it speaks more to maybe what they were seeing with what they had and what they were going to have to go into the season with. And they needed to get better in a hurry. Yeah, exactly. I think this is also pretty consistent with what we saw with the addition of Sony Michelle. It's okay yeah. to have youth and inexperience at positions, but you do need one veteran, one guy that can take guys under their wing, really set an example. I think, too, the bigger point here is that they see the upside and the potential because he's had success, because he has shown to be a freak athlete. The only question is, can they unlock him? Can they get the most and optimize him with the Rams? But if you take a deeper look into this, roster and what this means as far as the roster build last year the Rams they kept six corners but like we said Jalen Ramsey he's gone David Long Jr. Troy Hill they're no longer there I think another guy that puts pressure on is Robert Rochelle another yeah. guy who if you talk about his athleticism 6'2 his 40 time kind of is similar if you kind of squint you kind of see similar career paths but this is a guy who hasn't had the success in this league so he's another guy I think that 
could be impacted by this in a big way. I think this puts a lot of pressure on him. I think it takes some pressure off Kobe Durant, but I also think, too, you look deeper to Marcus Davis. He might not make the roster. He was a UDFA they signed. He was out of Arizona State. And, Travis, I think that five cornerbacks make this roster. I think you got Durant, Kendrick, Rochelle is kind of razor thin. We'll see how he performs. I think they still like his potential athleticism. And then Witherspoon and, of course, Trevez Hodges, Tomlinson. Yeah, I, I think that sounds about right. I, I think you said something that's pretty important. I think there's pressure on everybody on that side of the ball, maybe with a couple of exceptions. You know, obviously the Aaron Donald's in a category of his own, but really almost without exception, everybody else over there, maybe throw Ernest Jones in there as well. They're all competing for snaps. They're all competing for roster spots. They're all competing to stay in the league. There, there are not a lot of guys that walk into camp at UC Irvine here in a week or two and are like, okay, I'm going to play this position. I'm going to play 80% of the snaps. I'm going to be the guy that everybody's looking to. They don't have that team anymore. They had that team for a really long time. And on the defensive side of the ball this year in particular, there's going to be a lot of, okay, I got to I gotta earn my spot every single day. I got to earn my snaps every single day. And I think that these moves kind of indicate that. Yeah, no, exactly. I think outside of Ernest Jones, Aaron Donald, of course, the edge rusher spots with Byron Young and Hoyt, and there's guys that definitely are going to have those opportunities, but really there's no locks across the board like we've seen in years past. I think when it comes down to will they have a sixth cornerback, it's unlikely we've seen the past that history tells us you'll go more safety than cornerback, but I think it's really going to come down to special teams, which guys can get down special teams, guys like Davis and McCutcheon, Jordan Jones, Sean Jolly, Tamarcus Davis might get an opportunity, but yeah, as a whole i like the move i think it also one more thing before we get to our next segment this will definitely segue us there is it is an indicator that the rams do want to win this season they at least want to give themselves a shot early on to add a veteran to see if hey maybe we can strike this gold and catch yeah. lightning in the bottle and win next year but coming up next year on lockdown rams we're going to talk about the rams playoff position can they make the playoffs will they have a good year well a national pundit seems to think they will that's coming up next on locked on rams all right, before we do that, DMAC, let's talk a little bit about our friends at FanDuel. You can take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel, and you can get 10 times your bet amount in bonus bets. That is up to $200. That's right. Just bet $20, and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under on who you think is going to hit the first home run, whether or not you thought Evan Phillips might pitch three days in a row. You would have cashed your ticket on one side, maybe not the other. But all of this is on an app that is safe, that's secure, that is super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. So that means, of course, that there is no better place to bet Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. And we're off and running here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcast. And a special shout out to our everyday listeners. You can join the Everyday Listener Club too. Be a member, and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. And also another reminder: if you do want to check out the video version of the show, find us on YouTube. Join the party. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell, and let us know. Do you believe the Rams will make the playoffs? Now, Travis, here in segment number two, we're talking about the playoffs. Talking about can the Rams 
make the playoffs because Colin Cowherd, he seems to think that they will. He said last week, I think the Rams and the Seahawks are going to be tied at the end of the year, both winning about nine games. I don't think Geno Smith will double down on that year. Most of their stars are still very young. Schedule might be a tad tougher. The Rams still have Stafford. They still have Sean McVay. They have Cooper Cup. They have Aaron Donald. Don't tell me they're going to stay down long. It's a coach quarterback weapon league. Now, Travis, first thing I want to say, I listen to all the big dogs. I listen to Rome. I listen to DP. I listen to Kyle. I listen to Travis Rogers, right? And a lot of times they're firing off a bunch of takes like this. But when you're a fan of that, we are the Rams, we're going to kind of listen a little more closely. They, hey, you're just going to yeah. throw in the fact that the Rams are making the playoffs when yeah. a lot of experts are saying they have a down year. So I still take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. Yeah, look, I, I've done that job. I have worked in that universe for a very long time. And part of that is to say things that may, may make people turn their head and say, wait, what did he say? And 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 I, I I think that's what this is. He's right about a couple of things. I think that Geno Smith is going to have a a regression back to the mean. Right, that Geno Smith will look more like the Geno Smith we saw for most of his career than the guy that we saw for about three quarters of last year. And towards the end of last year, he was more Geno Smith. So I'm with him there. I agree with him that this is a quarterback that if you have a really good head coach a really good quarterback, and a weapon or two, you got a chance to win some games. The Rams do have a really good head coach in Sean McVay. They've got a very good quarterback in Matthew Stafford, and you've got a weapon in Cooper Cup that I still think is one of the best in the game. The problem is it's not just that as a league. You're going to have to be able to meet the standard at some other places. The offensive line is still a problem. I still think the running back position, while potentially better than we think, is still a big question mark. Receivers two through whatever we have on the roster is a big question mark. And that defense is going to be a problem. I, I, I understand they're going to score some points, but do you really want to try to win games like first one to get to 35, 38 points a week? It's a hard way to win in the NFL. And I really think that's the only path they have to win games. I just don't think they can do it nine or 10 times. And I think that's what it's going to take to get in. Yeah, look, I think if you look at that take, I mean, I don't know if it ends up on his segment where he's where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. I think it could right. end up on both. I think if you look at this Rams team, there is a universe where they do win nine or 10 games. They make the playoffs. It's not like he went out and said that the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl or even the division. So I think it's a pretty reasonable take. But as you laid out, there are a lot of questions with this team. But the first thing I look at is, yeah, it is a quarterback and coach league. And really, there's not a lot of coach quarterback combinations out there that are better than Sean McVay and yeah. Matthew Stafford. It's just a matter of keeping Matthew Stafford healthy. To me, that is the number one key. Can he stay healthy? Let's not forget, he suffered a spinal cord contusion. There were legitimate retirement rumors for Matthew Stafford. This offensive line he's not was historically old, right? He's yeah. an older guy. He, he, I mean, yeah. he's, not, he's not Tom Brady. He's not a guy that's in his 40s, but. He's at that point where things like spinal cord contusion make you kind of wince a little bit. Say, so, okay, let's see how he comes back. What does it look like? I know he's tough, and he doesn't have to prove his toughness to anybody, but this is not a 25, 26-year-old guy who's going to bounce back like a rubber band. He's been around in this league for a minute. Yeah, no, absolutely. And if he can stay, I think that he did have a good OTAs. I think that just as far as the outside looking in, kind of the vibes, he was throwing the football. So that for starters was an improvement from yeah. last season, working with these young receivers. So I definitely think that he looked leaner too. The teeth were sparkling white. I think that he definitely is heading into this year with some solid momentum compared to last season where he wasn't throwing. But really what it does, it comes down to that offensive line. Like I said, historically bad, 12 different offensive line combinations in the first 12 weeks of the season. Season, and more combinations than a sonic drink menu. So I think when you look at this offensive line, they were so bad. Green Day named an album after them in the 90s. So 
if the offensive line is improved, Stafford stays healthy. I think you bring up a great point with the number three receiver, too, because the question is, is Tutu Atwell going to step up? Ben Skoranek, no. will Puka Nakua no. have an impact? Because if those guys step Maybe. up and they're a valuable option, look, if you're doubling up on Cooper Cup and you don't have a legit two or three, that's going to be a struggle for Matthew Stafford. So I think that's a great point as well. And, and also, and that's, big- right, that's one half, too. I, let, let's say everything goes perfectly on offense. Let's say Cam Akers has a year. Let's say the offense uh, offensive line stays relatively healthy, that Matthew Stafford bounces back and has a year that you would expect from Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay's, um, you know, off offensive brilliance continues to progress. Let's say all of that happens. Great. You going to stop somebody? You you you're going to get a stop on the other side of the ball. You're going to you're going to make a big kick to win a game. These are these are things that they've had in the past. They've had Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Bobby Wagner and all sorts of guys on that side of the ball. You had Matt Gay who could make a bunch of long kicks to kind of pull your you know what out of the fire when you needed to. It's a very very different team than it was these last few years, especially on the defensive side. Aaron Donald's still there. Ninety nine always gives you a chance at least. Really thin, really quickly. Yeah, no, for sure. I think what I keep holding on to, the optimist in me, the Mitch Lotta half full take I have is that you gave me five wins. They found a way to give me five wins with the worst offensive line in the modern True. era, a banged up team, not having Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford for the entire season. I think if you look at that schedule, and we did this a few weeks ago, actually probably a couple of months ago now at this point, you kind of go down the list. Where are the wins? I mean, look, two against the Cardinals, Washington, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, New Orleans, Green Bay, and Cleveland. I think you can find the wins in there. You, you, you can, but again, I, I think that what we're, we're going to have a really different perspective on this come the middle of October. Once they've played about a month's worth of football, we'll see what the record looks like. If they're about 500, let's go. Let's see what happens the rest of the way. If they get off to a great start, awesome. Let's go. Let's see what happens the rest of the way. Do you get through those first four, five, six games and you're one and four or two and five, or then all of a sudden that it's not there and it's not in your best interest to get there. I, I think that's the part that you really, that Rams fans really need to kind of comprehend. It's nothing anybody wants. It's nothing anybody's looking forward to watching necessarily, but winning seven or eight or, or you know, games is way, way, way worse than winning two. It, it just, it, it's that six, seven, eight number is a bad number. It's middle of the pack. You don't get that difference making player necessarily, where if you're near the top of the draft, your odds of getting that guy are very, very, very different. Yeah, no, I think it's a great point. I think, too, that for me as a Rams fan is that's, to me, the something I kind of lean on as far as, hey, I like the way the schedule is laid out, even though sure. it is tougher early on. It's kind of front-loaded with a lot of difficult matchups. You go to at Seattle, you host the Niners, at Cincinnati, at Indianapolis, you host the Cardinals. I mean, you host the Eagles, then you host the Cardinals, then you host the Steelers. At that yeah. point of the season, we're really going to know, is this team going to be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? Are their players healthy? Are they contending? And we'll have a clear picture of the direction and really the goal of this season. Because look, there's no secret about it. You trade Jalen Ramsey, like you said, you yeah. make some of these cuts. You're definitely thinking more 2024 than 2023. But I think if they say, hey, it's not a tough division. It's not a tough conference. If we're good enough, might as well some surprise some folks and then we'll carry that momentum to the next season. There's always a team that you think will struggle that doesn't. Every single year, there's one of those teams. You're like, yeah, that's a four-win team. That's a five-win team. And they're a nine-win team. They're a ten. It, it, it happens every year, right? Seven teams from each half of the draw go into the playoffs. 
Four of them that were there a year ago will be back. Three of them will be out. That means three new ones in. The Rams could be one of those three ones. It's not a huge stretch, but I'm not sure it's something that they're going to fight tooth and nail to get into. I think that larger plans may be at work. Yeah, I think you may be right, but let's hold out hope that they get a 10-win season, make the playoffs, we will see. But coming up in our next segment here, what has to happen as far as roster build, as far as additions, to give the Rams the best chance to make the playoffs this season? That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. And we're back here on Locked on Rams. Thanks for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And also a special shout-out to our everyday listeners. Thank you for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And also find us over on YouTube. Just hit 7K subs all thanks to you. Now, Travis, here in our final segment, I think one of the biggest indicators that the signing of Akella Witherspoon made to me was my read on the situation is maybe they're not done yet. We know they restructured Cooper Cup's deal. You got to sign the rookies. We also have some coin to go out there and make some veteran additions on some high value guys. And if they're definitely serious about this season, I think you absolutely 100% should add a veteran edge rusher. So, you got guys like Justin Houston out there. There's guys like Smoot out there. There's definitely some possibilities out there. But do you think that this is an indicator that, hey, maybe they're not done. Maybe they do go out there and sign edge rusher. Because I think it's definitely possible. I, I think that's the word. I think it's possible. I think it may be something that they are considering. It may be something that you do uh, before you open camp. But I, I keep coming back to this. If that was something they really wanted to do, I think they probably would have done it by now. You make a good point that they just did pick up a corner in Witherspoon, that that's something that they they you know they clearly had a need for and they addressed it. I agree with you. They have a need at edge. They have a need at somebody to, you know, kind of bookend Aaron Donald to at least, you know, if he is getting doubled, if not tripled occasionally, someone else that can get to the quarterback, maybe the rookies that they they've so what they've seen so far, maybe hasn't kind of energize them to the point that saying, okay, we're good. Let's go see what happens. But it's the, you know, it's the first week of July and there's going to be a lot of player movement. Guys are going to get cut from other teams. Guys are going to not make rosters because of, of, you know, just positional battles where, you know, we got five of one thing. We only need two. You don't have any, but you got five of these and they're going to see some opportunities there. But I think that the Rams have a very, again, not what they say, what do they do? And what they've done so far is be pretty, disciplined in how they've spent their money, the little money that they do have. Uh, I wouldn't say never, but I would be mildly surprised if they went out and did that. Yeah, no, I think it really comes down to who's available and two, yeah. what are their intentions? I mean, look, people always right. act like you can just go to the free agent store and go to the edge rusher aisle and just pick one out, right? It's mutual. I mean, would a veteran want to join a team that's remodeling or rebuilding, whatever you're going to call it? Would a Justin Houston, a guy that's had success in this league, does he want to go to a Rams team that's not guaranteed to make the playoffs? But I still think, though, if you look at guys like Michael Hoyt, Byron Young, Daniel Hardy, the only edge rusher on this team with at least one career sack is Michael Hoyt. Okay. So that's a lot of unproven talent, man. Last season, right? Like they wasn't until the second half of the season where it's like, wait a second, can Michael Hoyt get to the court? And and he could, and it was good. I still feel like he's more of an interior guy than an edge guy, but I want to go back to something you said, Doug, about, you know, would somebody want to come to LA? Um, I, I think that that's a good way to look at it. I think another good way to look at it is, does somebody want to come play with Aaron Donald? Does someone want to go play on a team where Aaron Donald is drawing the attention that he does? And if you're somebody that gets paid by getting to the quarterback, the answer is yes. That even if you're not going to win a bunch of games, even if you're going to be in a position to, you know, maybe scrape into the playoffs, maybe not. 
if 99 is over there, that means I'm going to get a lot of one-on-one stuff that gives me a lot of opportunities. I can go get paid, whether it's in LA or somewhere else the year after that. That's a really good point. I think the attraction, the magnetism of Aaron Donald, AD, who, by the way, Von Miller included in his top five list of best trash talkers. He said, if Aaron Donald is talking trash, you're in trouble. So, yeah, that would be great to play alongside Aaron Donald, the greatest defensive player of his generation, possibly the best ever. But another name that PFF threw out as a possibility is Dewan Smoot. So Dewan Smoot, very interesting. He tore his Achilles in 2022. And he signed that two-year, $10 million extension with the Jaguars. If you look at his PFF grades, I mean, this is a guy could help this team from 2021 to 2022, a 15.9% pass rush win rate. That ranked among the top 35 at the edge position. 30 more pressures in each of the last three seasons or five sacks in the last four. Now, the big question I have, though, if you're going to go and sign him, he's a guy probably start the year on the POP, coming off an Achilles. I'm not so sure he's as win now of a move as a Witherspoon. No way. No, look, Achilles, an Achilles injury was somebody that's got to be quick and strong and powerful and, and drive and all these. I, I hope it works out for him. I hope that it heals. I hope that he has a, a long and lucrative career. But I do not know if I need a guy at that position that's coming off of a, an Achilles injury. I mean, we've seen what it is. That 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 is one of those. I know they can fix it. We saw uh, where it came back with Cam Akers a couple of years ago, and he came back towards the end of the year, and he was okay. Uh, no hard, hard pass for me. If you if you have a, an Achilles injury, and but if, if you had an Achilles injury and you played a year or two and everything's fine, okay, fine, we can readdress it. But I don't need to be the first guy to try out your new Achilles on my football team. I'll let somebody else do that. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm at too. I think the only way it does make sense theoretically, though, is if you are thinking of 2024. And as far as the yeah. roster build goes, you say we're True. thinking of 2024. We'll take what we can get in 2023. We think we can get great value at that position. Maybe you pull the trigger and you go that route. But I also think too, it feels like this organization, the way they value premium positions, cornerback, receiver, trades they make, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey. I think they would rather swing big and go for a Daniel Hunter, a Chase Young, someone like that if they really want to solidify that position, kind of go for a star. So, yeah, for me, for Smoot, I'm going the Randy Jackson round. That's a no for me, dog, too. I don't want to see him in the Rams horns. I'd rather see uh, Houston. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And, of course, as always, I'm joined by the Travis Rogers, the people's champion. You can follow him at Travis Rogers on Twitter. And until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams house.